Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We don't see um, much evidence that the extra unemployment uh, insurance is a major driver in uh, people not rejoining the workforce. We're going to make it clear that anyone collecting unemployment who is offered a suitable job must take the job or lose their unemployment benefits. Hey, listen to me here. Listen to me. Look at me in the eyes. Walk with me. One second, Eric. We're just going to back up here. There's going to be an explosion. Be safe. Be safe. We're good. Many of us still live in fear as we go to the grocery store or worry about our dogs, walking our dogs. It was like a cancel culture kind of a a thing. But no one should ever be forced to take this or any other medicine against their will. I honestly don't know what the hell he's talking about, but is this part of the problem? I think he's really a saboteur. That's what I think of of Tucker Carlson. A lot in this particular frittata, Alice Shattuck. Hmm. Man, a lot to talk about. I love Biden. It's, the law says clearly that you're you must take and accept a suitable job. That term "suitable" is an interesting uh, escape clause uh, built into it, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, a I would say suitable so. job. Biden came out today to uh, really uh, do as much damage control about the jobs report as he could. Saki laid down the suppressing fire first, and then Biden came out. And uh, it's absolutely and totally nothing to do, nothing to do right. with the checks that, that everybody's on welfare now. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with that, whatever. You're ridiculous for even saying that that's any part of it whatsoever. We're going to make it clear that anyone collecting unemployment who is offered a suitable job must take the job or lose their unemployment benefits. It's so nothing to do with people getting unemployment benefits that Biden had to come out today and yell at everybody to say, start taking jobs right now. You're making me look Just bad. Just a reminder, you do have yes. to take a job if offered one. Why? I, I, I don't want to think that you're possibly gaming the system. My goodness. Take the jobs. Take the jobs. Yeah, I don't think so, Joe. I don't think so. Not taking the job, but taking the check is better. There are a few COVID-19-related exceptions. 
so that people aren't forced to choose between their basic safety and a paycheck. But otherwise, that's the law. Otherwise, it is a lockbox. We got this thing locked down completely. There's no problem. Except for a few tiny exceptions, yeah. like if you can't find child care or you... You know, don't you don't feel totally safe at your job or, you know, you think that maybe COVID could still be out there somewhere. Or you're worried about a customer assaulting you if you tell them to that's wear a mask. That's why I'm not. Any that's, of those. that's why I can't seem to find a job. Mm-hmm. Even though some of them seem very suitable to me, I'm worried about getting assaulted there for not wearing a mask, especially since my evil uh, <laughs> militaristic, paramilitaristic wife uh, decided to put a bounty on my head, called me out, doxed me for wearing a mask the other day. Now I'm scared to go into the workforce and I'll be continuing to mm-hmm. uh, receive my welfare, my stimmy, you know? <laughs> Good, honey. I'm a stimmy gimme girl. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. I know there's been a lot of discussion since Friday, since Friday's report, that people are being paid to stay home rather than go to work. I love that, that, that there's been a lot of discussions. That's what it is. Hey, you know what, guys? We have a new priority. There's discussions going on. Mm-hmm. The discussions. Not the heart root of the matter. Let's go out and, and work on these, uh, changing these discussions. People are mischaracterizing, etc. You know, It's not as if he's going to go tackle the existential problem right here. Mm-hmm. And that's the fact that a lot of people are having discussions with their loved ones saying, this is pretty good. This is like working part time or full time in some in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can now go out and get a job. This is purely hypothetical and not does not apply to our family. But you know what we could do? We could double dip. I'll keep getting my welfare money, my stimmy, <laughs> and and my um uh, my other. sugar mommy. <laughs> Uh, it, it can go and get another job, maybe even an even bigger warehouse job, hypothetically. Mm. But so the the administration is angry about the messaging, and they're working on that. Well, we don't see much evidence of that. That is- we don't see much evidence of that. Yeah. Can't so I'm it. telling you here to stop doing it. Start taking jobs, even that's not a problem whatsoever. You don't see that as a problem that you're doing this. But stop doing it. Is a major factor. We, we don't see that, that, look, it's easy to say the, the line has been because of the generous unemployment benefits that it's a major factor in labor shortages. It's easy to say because it's <laughs> logical to everybody. And there are people. And, and we all know people who are yes, doing this. Absolutely. Americans want to work. Yeah. Not if, I mean, Americans do want to work if they don't have another way to get money. But if you can get the same amount of money by not working, most people are also open to that as an option. Yes. I I, I don't need to, at, at this particular moment, um, you know, be writing obituaries for a living to have purpose in life. I can find plenty of purpose um, taking my stimmy check and uh, doing a pod growing podcast, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And what's the other thing I do? Substack. And taking my little nature walks and convincing myself that I'm going to be less fat and then doing things to counter that uh, measures. There are conversations, Alice, that I continue to eat and drink too much. Um, so that we're going to tackle those conversations. <laughs> we are. Yes, rather than the the core issue because there are conversations. I'm hearing a lot of this. Americans want to work. As my dad used to say, a job is oh, about God. a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity, your place in the community, 
being able to look your kid in the eye and say everything's going to be okay. I think the people... The thing was, is that his dad, that was the Dust Bowl, you know, right. and things were a little bit different. You know, the well, same- and I would say that what his dad is saying here is an argument for not paying people more money than they would make it work to not work. Excellent point, Alice. Because the job isn't just about the money that you get at the end of the day. You know, I knew someone once who said this to me who was, um, you know, is somebody I know personally, but who happens to have had a great career in biotech in Massachusetts. And he said Is this that, some former love interest? No. Current love interest? No. Okay. I don't know. No. Who do you know this close that, that gets this much of an introduction um, that I don't this, know about? You do know about. I do? Yeah. Who? Um, Our children's godparents' dad. Oh, okay. All um, clear. Don't worry about it, everybody. <laughs> so, anyway, he said that he thinks that... The biggest problem with welfare is that it denies people the opportunity of having the dignity of work and supporting a family and the fulfillment that comes from, um, you know, providing for your family and that kind of satisfaction Mm -hmm. that you just don't get from anything else, you know, that you can't get from the passing pleasures of like playing a video game or sitting on the sofa or whatever. I completely agree with that. And so, like, I think that's almost what Joe Biden's dad was telling him is it's not just about the paycheck. Work in some form, you know, caring for others Mm -hmm. and providing for others by doing something with your time that's useful to other people on the planet is something that, you know, human beings need to feel, feel fulfillment and satisfaction with their lives. And so, I mean, like, I think that there's a reason why as we've, coaxed more and more people onto welfare we see problems with deaths of despair with drugs with addiction with other things you know like i think that they're related and i i don't think it's a i I think there's a little bit of a chicken and egg thing happening where these things feed each other you know Mm -hmm. it's not just that people are on welfare because they have these problems but i think like welfare itself and the sense of despondency and hopelessness feeds into that yeah well i think it's spiritually toxic to be getting a check from the government I think so, especially for people who are very vulnerable vulnerable, mm-hmm. and are just starting to start out in life. You, there's no mo- upward mobility in it. There is a certain there is a certain rut thing. You know, I, I knew a dude who I was also not romantic with uh, in th- around the year mm-hmm. 2000, and he was out. There was, there was a recession then, or well, there was, I don't know what was happening then, but he was just chronically unemployed. And it wore on him. And he was a good credentialed guy. He shouldn't have mm-hmm. been as unemployed as he was. But um, you could tell he had he 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 emotionally walked with a limp after a while, right? Because he felt like a chump, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I can imagine if you've got. And don't what, worry, guys. I'm not letting Tom slow down. I keep him extremely busy, so he's yeah, not. Is, he's not at risk of falling into a sense of purposelessness because he. I'm has- hassled by too many <laughs> people to be fall into a piece of purposelessness he's hustling claim americans won't work even if they find a good and fair opportunity underestimate the american people so we'll insist that the law is followed with respect to benefits but we're not going to turn our backs on our fellow americans well so there you go i think suit like suitable employment i think a good and fair opportunity is doing a lot of work there it's bearing yes. up a lot of the uh, the argument right. here. Right. So we absolutely insist that you people 
reverse course immediately mm-hmm. and do what we need you to do because we want the we want to win the battle of the metrics of employment and we also want to win the battle of you need to love us because we give you money mm-hmm. so wink wink this is the deal we give you money you vote for us you do the right thing but then well, again, we, as we talked about yesterday, of course, mm-hmm. the administration is using the, this is him. This is this is just performative, really, because they're fine. To they're trying to use this really to scare the hell out of, um, to to scare the hell out of the country so that they can get support for big more stimmies. As a right. matter of fact, and in one for, that, form or another. Mm-hmm. So I think that one of the things about this that is really toxic and divisive in this whole employment thing is that. What I've noticed just like talking to people at my work in the warehouse and around is that um, amongst people who have been working this whole time, particularly in these kind of underappreciated frontline roles, retail workers, grocery workers, you know, the, the, the people that have been out there having to deal with people this entire time before there were vaccines, were not making $15 an hour before. And, you know, now companies are hiring people who, uh, you know, at $16, $17 an hour because they can't get help. They haven't given those people who've been there the whole time raises. Those people haven't been getting an extra 300 or $600 a week. You know, I think in a lot of cases, companies have been pretty good for, to them and given them extra sick days and bonuses and other things. But, you know... I. I, my feeling is that there's a sense of resentment and jealousy amongst people who've been working here this whole time and are frustrated that it seems like all the benefit and all the government financial love is headed towards people who have not shown up to work in a year. And that that breeds absolutely, you know, just a, a sense of resentment and anger at these people that will not work. And, you know... I'm surprised more people haven't, um, you know, taken advantage of this by finding ways to leave jobs that allow them to collect unemployment because because I, I think the sense of anger about it is real among people who are not making as good wages as the people are getting hired right now, um, the, uh, amongst people who are not getting any special benefits and special time from the government. I think that it's, it's a very frustrating situation to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, and it sh- it's... It it's absolutely just unfair. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 unfair and it's ridiculous. And but and it's absurd to suggest that people still can't f- just can't find work. Like there's hiring signs in every restaurant and most other except for me. Businesses I can't find a suitable across job. everywhere. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Tom's very. Uh, I applied today at, mm-hmm. at some more prestigious universities. So mm-hmm. I think. I like my chances. Good. I like my well, chances. You're doing the work and you're applying to I think the to phone's going to ring. Mm-hmm. You know? Is that the problem, though? We're told both yes by Biden, who just said we're going to get out there and accept the jobs, and then Saki says, hey, you know what? doesn't even sound remotely uh, accurate. And then on the economy, so employment only rose by about 266,000 jobs in April out of 7.4 million or so job openings. How does the White House know? that people are just choosing not to apply for jobs because the extra unemployment benefits are so good. Well, first, let me say that we have looked at the data, and Secretary Yellen referred to this on Friday, or talked about this on Friday. We don't see um, much evidence that the extra unemployment uh, insurance is a major driver in uh, people 
people not rejoining the workforce. We actually. Well, well then why did the old guy just yell at us? If we don't yeah. see, it's not a major driver. That's not what we see. No, no, no that's, that's not what we see. You know what this is? What? This is just the same exact template. Template. You know what? Hold on. Let me get, let her get to it. We see the data uh, and uh, our analysis shows that uh, lack of vaccination, the lower rate, which is why I referred to the data in the week that it was taken, it has an impact. Child care has an impact. Schools reopening has an impact. Hmm. Is any, can anybody do anything about the schools reopening? Whose no. job is that, I no. wonder? Is there a secretary of education? Do we have one of those? Huh, that's interesting. A lack of vaccinations? Who's jo- whose job is that? Oh, of course, that's Tucker Carlson's job, right. as we'll get he's to later. He's the king of, uh, he's the but vaccination so, czar. So, so once again, mm-hmm. the problem is people are getting money for free, and so they're not motivated to go into the workforce because they get to have all the benefits or some of the benefits of working with none of the costs. Right. So the fix is daycare and vaccinations Mm -hmm. instead of the fix being that the actual problem. So in other words, this is exactly handling the border crisis by building neighborhoods in Guatemala. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do it at our border. Kamala Harris now says that Joe Biden, who put her in charge of the border crisis, kids in cages, she now says that her job is to talk about immigration and the the source of climate strife and LGBT rights in these countries that fosters the environment that makes people go to the border. And that's how she'll handle that. So, so we're going to handle this jobs problem, not by the actual problem, but by adjacent measures that mm-hmm. are loosely related to to human beings as well, like jobs. But coincidentally are things in the Biden legislation that he wants to pass. Right, okay. Right. So <laughs> it's almost cynical if you think of it. But there is also the need to pay a livable working wage. And that's one of the reasons the president will talk about that this afternoon. Man, <laughs> if you're worried about the unemployment report, um, I wouldn't put too much stock in these guys. The livable working wage, yes, since nobody's going out there and getting jobs, so we're going to jack up the uh, minimum wage. And so that'll make sure that the companies that now can offer some jobs can't offer those jobs. So they'll be able to offer fewer jobs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's interesting that the current crisis is caused by the method to resolve the crisis. Mm-hmm. And so they're asking for double the method. To resolve right. what has become double the crisis. Well, on the bright side, that might actually solve the labor shortage because if they put in a $15 minimum wage, there might be fewer businesses with jobs that they need to try and fill. Yeah, it's just you filling, can certainly spin those just numbers. filling the labor shortage on the other side, you know? Right. So right. instead it's, of 7 million job openings, you'll have 2 million job openings. So right. there, there will be much less of a shortage of labor for the jobs that need to be filled because you'll just have fewer that that are on offer which is i know that that you're saying it with humor but it is also accurate (laughs) i know that's their strategy right they actually want that they actually want the restaurants gone right so if you don't find if you don't find (laughs) a job with uh one of the huge tech companies or walmart uh suitable for you well then you're going to be unemployment long because everything else is going essentially right yeah no but you can hear that when she says like that uh, we need companies to offer jobs with a good livable uh, wage. So that, and you know, when Joe Biden says a good and fair opportunity, 
they don't want companies to exist that offer jobs that they don't think are good enough jobs. They want union jobs. They want pensioned jobs. They want, you know, I mean, there were $25 was trending on Twitter today because a bunch of people were saying 15 isn't enough. We need a $25 minimum wage. And you can see it. They say it on Twitter, too. If your profit margins are so low, you can't pay people a living wage, then you shouldn't be in business. That's what that's always the line. You know, they don't want these companies to be in business. Right. So that's, you know, like that. Goodbye restaurants. Goodbye all these other places. What was it at the bottom? Enjoy Obama the called, Amazon grocery Obama store. Obama called um, insurance plans. Bad Apple insurance plans. They're fine. They're getting rid of bad Apple jobs for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah, they're taking them off the market so that mm-hmm. they don't have to worry about a labor shortage anymore. But as Bank of America economists who are cited in a Bloomberg story say, anybody making less than $32,000 a year is better off financially just taking the unemployment benefits. So is the White House creating an incentive just to stay home? Well, again, uh, the majority of economists uh, internally and externally of the White House. Well, I'm sure the ones internally are telling you exactly what you want them to tell you. But how the hell does she know the majority of economists externally, what they're saying whatsoever? This is horse bleep. Don't feel that unemployment insurance, something that was done um, at a time where to help unemployed people get through a very difficult economic downturn during a pandemic, is a, is the, a major driver in, uh, in our unemployment data. Yeah, it was done at a time that was a very difficult time financially and where those jobs didn't exist because you guys shut all the restaurants. I mean, not Biden because he wasn't there, obviously, but all the liberal governors and everybody closed all the restaurants and there were no jobs. But now the restaurants are open and the restaurant owners would like the people to come back and work in the restaurant and you're still paying them. I mean, like, it's Saki like he just told me that all the economists don't feel like that. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, the added unemployment benefits made sense at a time when the government was making all those jobs illegal. But now the government has made those jobs legal again. So it stands to reason that we don't necessarily need the added unemployment benefits anymore. But we're not just going back to the way things were before. They're always happy to tell you. It's, you know, the status quo was never good enough. We're not just going to go back to the way things were. We're going to build back better, Mm. which means that we're going to build back without, you know, restaurants and other mean things like that that don't pay people uh, a middle class wage. So that's all over now. Well, and also inequities. Mm-hmm. Just inequities. I don't have to say anything more than that. You know what I mean. That there are other factors, bigger factors, that were contributing, have been contributing to the numbers we saw on Friday. That's what we're working to address. Uh, and that's where we think our solution should be focused. And just last one really quick. The <laughs> Commerce Secretary says the main reason that people are staying home is fear. How does the White House know that people are scared? What is that based on? Well, I think what she was referring to is the fact that there were there was a much lower vaccination rate just a month ago, and that uh, people are fearful about getting sick. They are fearful about whether they're going to have the conditions to be healthy, whether they can send their kids to a child care center, whether there is a child care center. So those are all factors that are consistent with uh, the examples and reasons I just provided. Are there any three foot seven tall fear mongers working for the White House that might be a factor in this fear? Any undersized, uh, four hundred grand a year making uh, lab coat psychotics that might be adding to the fear? 
who are uh, who have now for a full year been saying you can never go back, you can never go back, mm-hmm. you can't go back to normal, you can't go back to normal. A degree of degree of uh, of uh, spittle could uh, cause the end of the community. This has been. The, the audacity of this administration, it would be oh, so great as if they had a, there was really a tough, tough press. They would be beating the hell out of these people. It's just, right now, it's really just Ducey versus everybody. <laughs> so, um, but man, that would be incredible. Mm-hmm. The fear. People are afraid. Yeah. Could it be that your CDC director said she felt an sense of impending doom a short time right. ago? Could that have contributed to anybody's concerns about workplace safety? Unbelievable. In the meantime, in Massachusetts, we have over already Biden's goal of having like 70% of the adult population vaccinated. We already have that in Massachusetts, Vermont, and Hawaii. So, so hold up. We should be able to go back to normal now, I would think, any time now. I am looking at my thing here for mm-hmm. a little town I call Merrimack, Massachusetts, Alice. Okay. Where I am going to be going to a softball game very shortly. Yes. And I cannot find where to... Where to coronavirus information? It's 2019 information. I don't know. Is there? Am so, I? Do I have to wear a mask in Merrimack? Um, I'm not sure to be honest with you, but I can tell you that um, Massachusetts today updated the youth sports guidelines, and softball and baseball are in the moderate risk category, and they did in fact say. That for low and moderate risk category sports, which includes softball and baseball, um, kids can, while playing, as long as they are consistently socially distanced from each other, um, remove their masks outside. Well, that's terrible. <laughs> it's worse than I thought, actually. <laughs> so they've now updated. It's not. They don't absolutely have to wear a mask every second, even while they're far apart. But they while can... you're running to first base, as you approach the first base, they <laughs> throw your mask on. I mean, God, I'm so sick of this house. Maybe this is the day. Maybe this is the day. Since you um, cyberbullied me, maybe this hmm. is the day. I say, screw it. Maybe. Um, okay, Pasaki, finish up. Is she done? Oh, she. I think she's done. She done. Think, she is done. I think you're done. Okay. All right. So uh, I just wanted a couple. of interesting things this guy trey yinkst who's for fox news in israel this dude has got um blood coursing through his veins blood of steel cold blood ice cold what is ice water in his veins right that's what it Mm is that's what it is trey yinks he's in israel right now where they're apparently at war with the palestinians What's, what's going on there is a lot of um tension between i mean hamas is Shooting rockets into sitting. They don't really care who, but anyone. Right. There's protests. There's let's, let's not the Palestinians this. are saying the Israelis attacked their religious gathering, and they're throwing rocks at the Israeli police, who are throwing grenades back. Right. It's, it's pretty standard stuff. I sign would say. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, here's Trey Yingston, Israel. Look at this guy. I mean, the coolest guy is under pressure. I was in a situation where clashes were bound to happen. They blocked off the area behind me. These steps and the steps. Stay with me one second, Eric. Hey, listen to me here. Listen to me. Look me in the eyes. Walk with me. Talking to the film crew now. Mm-hmm. One second, Eric. We're just going to back up here. There's going to be an explosion. It's be fine. safely. Keep be moving. safe. We're good. We're we're good. We're just we're just backing up a little bit. I want to make sure my crew's here. Um, and so, Eric, really the concern that these Palestinians have is that their voices won't be heard. But as you can see. There's violence right now erupting. They are throwing stones at Israeli police officers. They're throwing other objects, glass bottles, at those officers who are now responding with stun grenades. 
So there you go. Trey That's Yanks. incredible. I can't cool, get over man. that. That was very impressive. All right, look me in the eyes. We're just going to walk right over here. There will be an explosion. All right, we are all set. The film crew is safe. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Can I work on his film crew? By the way, back to the jobs for a moment. Mm-hmm. If you had any doubt that Joe Biden's dad did tell him, Joey, the job is more important than a job, this is a recurring Joe Biden, Joey quote. Joey, a job is about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about your place in the community. It's about being able to look your kid in the eye and say, honey, it's going to be okay. I always found that awkward when his dad told him, honey. My dad used to say, Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about your place in the community. <laughs> a lot of heavy counsel from the parents in the Biden uh, household. My dad... Uh, my dad had just one saying. My dad used uh, I don't think that's true. to have only one thing to say when he come watch me play football or baseball. From the time I started playing in the fourth grade, he said, Joey, just get up. Get knocked down, get up. Just get up. Child, you know how to get up, man. You know how to get up. Wait a second. Was that a <laughs> mixed audience? <laughs> Child? Okay, Joey. That's fine. That's fine. Mother who said, Joey, you got to say, please excuse my back when I'm talking. I apologize to everybody back here. <sighs> okay, Joey. Joey, 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 Joey. Joey, 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 Joey. I know it's a tangent, but I like. Joey, Joey's dad uh, telling him to chill out. These two men, well-dressed, leaned up and hugged one another and kissed one another. And I'm getting out of the car at the light, and I turn to my dad. My dad looked at me and said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. They love each other. 1951, the two men who were making out love each other. Old man Biden just knew it. Love, love, love. All right, um, let's go to... I won't be able to make it through this. I'm sorry, Alice. But we're going to go to Michelle Obama speaking with Gail mm-hmm. King. And Michelle Obama is, of course, at risk and somehow has inserted herself into the uh, echelon of victim, uh, elite victim. There is clearly issues between the black community and policing. Mm-hmm. And it seems there are still so many people that don't want to even admit that there's a problem with racism mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah, yeah. W- what do you, first of all, I like where the question's going already, Gail. There's clearly a problem between police officers and black people in the community. Um, yes. But you're talking to the wrong people. The problem is that police officers are dealing with crime being committed by black people. Usually against other black people. Right, exactly. There's a problem with racism. People don't want to admit there is. Well, what particular part are you talking about? We have been, this country has been accused now of so many different forms and types of racism. The real stuff, fake stuff, the stuff that's uh, systemic. The spiritual climate racism. What exactly? It's time for you, since you guys have completely thrown the word into a blender and uh, you know emulsified it. It is time for you now to give us what reconstitute it in one particular way to have a discussion. Because I don't know what it is anymore. What is racism now? Is it just it? it is it just something that does not need to be defined, talked about, or 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 um, ever something which? That you can build a premise on a question, just the element of it, it can permeate every conversation, and it, it, we we don't talk about it at all. Because if so, then you wouldn't bring up 
police and black men and racism because they're three different things. Mm-hmm. No, we have to start they're from thing. The There's no at all evidence that racism had anything to do with any part of that. No, but you have to start from the premise that racism is here and exists and is involved in everything, which that's where they want to start. That's the beginning part. And then you analyze everything else in the world based on that initial assumption. Great. I wish I had an answer. Um, you know, for, for me, it goes back to we, we have to get to know each other. And so much of what is going on is that if you've been raised to assume that all black people are X, in the case of, of interactions with black men and police officers, sadly, it can also all often lead to death. This is a blanket condemnation of a country who voted for her president, her husband to be president twice, who installed her into the executive mansion of the United States near the central seat of power on the earth. Mm-hmm. And, Twice. Yeah. And this is how she, this is the angle that she comes to this at, mm-hmm. with, by, whatever the fuck. Is, is that a preposition I'm looking for? By, at? This is the mm-hmm. angle to which she comes to it from, I would say. I guess so. Is from a preposition? Is that what that is? Yes. Ooh, I'm missing words today. I think I... I had a stroke when I went to sleep last night during the CPAP. I don't think it was, or it wasn't fully, doesn't matter. Nobody wants to hear fat man gripe. All right. All right. So, but it is remarkable what she's doing here. She hangs with people cooler than you listening, cooler than me talking. Mm-hmm. She hangs, the French laundry crowd, when she's slumming it, that's her people now. Yeah, where's their new house? Martha's Vineyard? Right. And it's huge, and it's on the water. You know, after the Derek Chauvin verdict, you and Barack released a statement that I thought was very powerful. You all felt the need to speak out. And you don't often speak out, the two of you together. The goal is to let leaders lead, but in in certain times, people, you know, look to us often, well, what do you think? How do you feel? Um, And we know that while we're all breathing a sigh of relief over the verdict, there's still work to be done um and so we we can't sort of say great that happened let's move on i know that people in the black community don't feel that way because they many of us still live in fear as we go to the grocery store or worry about our our dogs walking our dogs for what fear of what exactly of the police of derek chauvin kneeling on them or allowing our children to get a license. I mean, just imagine, you know, you have a Aren't son right driving? now. They're driving. Yeah. But every time they get in a car by themselves, I worry about what assumption is being made by somebody who doesn't know everything about them. The fact that they are good students and polite what girls. Is but this, Where is this going? For What an odd elitist thing to say, first of all. But, but second of all, the Obama girls are royalty. They're princesses. Everywhere they go. Yeah, but I think that's our point is that, like, there could, could be somebody be, who doesn't realize. There could be somebody who doesn't realize how important and wonderful they are at some point in time and mistreat them because they don't know that. An article that I saw from last year showed that the police good. had killed 250 black women in five years. So 50 a year. You know, I, I, I assume most of these people armed and i assume there's a whole lot to the story and i don't know who the cops were if the cops are black or not but it's pretty it remains a very difficult thing to manage to get yourself shot by the police you gotta do a lot of things in a row 
to get yourself shot by the cops. Generally, yes. Yes, generally that is true. true. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think I could do it now because I'm not tough enough to. I mean, I'd reach for the gun, I get tased, I'm pretty much out of there, game over. I don't know. You could die from being tased. Yeah, oh, I could die from anything. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I could die from just getting a ticket. Well, honey, I promise if you get killed by the police, I will hold protests and stop traffic in your honor. Yeah, damn right you better. And I want something spray painted. Maybe they're playing their music a little loud. Maybe somebody sees the back. Can you imagine that? Hey, Chip. Is that loud? What is that she's playing? Is that little Maz X? Is that the song with the devil? Pull it. <laughs> Step out of the car, please. What is this? This is craziness. She hangs in circles where none of this is ever going to. Her daughters mm-hmm. will live and do live charmed lives. Right. One of them, I think, is at Harvard right now if she didn't already graduate. These, They are not going to have these worries. They're going to live in communities where they don't have to have these worries. Mm-hmm. They are goddesses compared to among everybody else, black, white, Hispanic, or anything else. Right. Uh, For Michelle Obama to be saying this after the country showed, you know, you know, they showed their affinity towards her husband mm -hmm. twice, and he still polls well. I think. Yeah, he could get elected in twenty twenty four if he wanted to back of their head and makes an assumption i like so many parents of black kids have to that the whole the the, the innocent act of getting a license mm-hmm. puts fear in our hearts so- well it should but not for the reasons why you're saying yeah they're a lot more likely to be killed by their own youthful indiscretions behind the wheel than by anything involving the police and that's probably true even for other black kids that aren't the obamas and white kids and everybody else i mean uh, plenty of teens die behind the wheels of cars but not usually at the hands of police that's fairly unusual i would say but as usual our national sense of risk assessment is completely off okay so um i'm gonna get a couple pieces of audio uh quickly i I don't care about the susan hennessy stuff i'm gonna punt Okay. Do we care? Um, I can just quickly update people that uh, the the whole Susan Hennessy thing, if you see reference to this, is that Biden installed a woman at the Department of Justice who's a big Russiagate truther. Thinks you know, the at biggest- the end of the day, yes, I do sir. think one of the most significant things mm-hmm. is that SDNY filing in which federal prosecutors asserted in their own voice that the president had, commi- had directed the commission of multiple federal crimes. Mm-hmm. They would not have been allowed to include that in a filing unless they believed it was true. And I do think that we can say without exaggeration that if president, if Donald Trump was not currently president of the United States, he would be under indictment or he would be imminently under indictment. I mean, that it is it is that level of sort of, of severity and seriousness. And look, you know, these aren't small technical violations. You know, these are violations that go to the core of the reason why we have campaign finance laws. This is uh, hiding information from the American people and defrauding them, you know, before they make their ultimate uh, uh, democratic choice. And I, I do think ultimately the question here is if this is what prosecutors are saying in these very restrained technical court filings, what is going to be in the Mueller report? And I think we're starting to get a little taste of why the president is so terrified. Here we go. The we single biggest national security threat is climate change. Uh, we've seen that the ways in which climate change has either sparked conflicts or has, has made uh, existing conflicts okay, worse psycho, again. Whatever. Yeah, so that's the Biden Justice Department. Um, I'm concerned at how well, things are going. I'm not surprised, though. I'm, well, no. Course, she's but a I Democratic mean, hack. I mean, they, they're all getting jobs. I mean, it, it's not... It's not dissimilar to Republicans. You know, they put in good soldiers as well. 
you know i mean it's but not generally people who are fans of like faking warrants to spy on their political enemies well yeah you make a good point and actually the in it, it to believe uh, in the Mueller report or the Russian Russia investigation is to believe a conspiracy just right. like QAnon believes conspiracies yeah, so she's a crazy like, yeah this is whack job stuff she's and it crazy. should have been disqualifying in my opinion okay i'm i've changed my mind i agree with you disqualified might be medicine hat the the horse who won the Kentucky Derby too alice it's not medicine hat whatever his name is <laughs> But so, um, but the owner of the horse has an excuse. We live in a different world now. This this America is different, and uh, this it was like a cancel culture kind of a, a thing. So they're reviewing it. I haven't been told anything. I like that it's cancel culture. The horse is like canceled. It. That's Bob Baffert. He's the guy who owns the horse. Who was uh, who accused was, of doping? Yes. Uh, so yeah, and he says that the reason why it tested positive is because one of the horse's grooms. Um, urinated on the horse's hay that the horse was about to eat after having cough medicine yes which I, i'm gonna go with <laughs> seems likely seems he's obviously likely. a good republican i mean there's no way it's cancel you don't culture, say you don't go to fox news to talk about cancel culture to use that as a firewall against uh, as your iron dome against incoming unless you believe you've got allies there so i'm for it you've been canceled because of the the people who uh the groomsmen <laughs> the groom all right uh, over on CNN, they continue to be obsessed with Fox News, and this is not even, it, this is almost at this point just sad, just watching <laughs> it. Uh, first, Jim Acosta is just such a poor thing, man. He's lost, nobody's interested in him anymore because he's not really very talented. He was just a jerk at press conferences because he's a ham and wants to be a, a superstar, wants to be a celebrity. Uh, so now he has this guy, Dr. Jonathan Reiner, on. He's also obviously uh, gunning for some kind of spot somewhere. He's a He's a medical analyst analyst for CNN. CNN. Fox's Tucker Carlson received some blowback this week, and rightly so, uh, from his own colleagues over this reckless anti-vaccine rhetoric that he's been engaging in. Let's watch. But no one should ever be forced to take this or any other medicine against their will. And unless they speak up now, unless they resist this, they'll be getting this shot, whether they like it or not, and a lot more shots after this. I honestly don't know what the hell he's talking about, but is this part of the problem? <laughs> I honestly don't know what the hell he is talking about. I don't know. You it know. sounds like he's talking about people being mandated to take a shot they don't want right. to get. That doesn't seem like a really crazy yes, so point. So in case you didn't know, uh, Jim, that's happening now in the country. It's in the news cycle. If you click right past your video, the next one's about people not taking the shots. Right. I mean, Maura Healy's already said that she wants, she's running for governor for next year, obviously, but she said she wants every state employee to have to take it in Massachusetts, including cops and uh, corrections officers and everybody else. So this is this is a real thing that's happening right. on your side. This isn't in Tucker's imagination. Right. And now here's Dr. Jonathan Reiner responding. In terms of getting people vaccinated. Yeah, so I think he's really a saboteur. That That's what I think of. God, it's so freaking contrived. I can imagine him saying, honey, before I do my fox head, shoot, how about saboteur? Is that a good one? Will that go viral? Saboteur? Uh, conspiracy theory? Mm, conspiracy arsonist. How about that? How about that? He's an arson, dangerous arsonist? God, you hack. Of Tucker Carlson. Every night he has a million questions about this vaccine. Somehow, magically, he has no one on his show that can answer these questions. I'm willing to answer these questions. And I have a question. I have two questions for Tucker Carlson. Number one, have you been vaccinated? 
Right. And number two, why won't you tell your... Here, because right. Mm-hmm. Good what one. a weird thing. You're <laughs> obsessing about the bodies of the men on Fox News. Have you been vaccinated? Your audience, whether you've been vaccinated. I'm tired. I'm tired of his really uh, his nonsense. So why is it that the American people don't trust healthcare professionals? Mm-hmm. Huh, Doctor Jonathan Reiner. I wonder why. Tucker Carlson's a saboteur, and I wanna um I wanna know why he won't show people that he's had his vaccine, and, and he better tell his audience too because he's a saboteur, and I'm sick of it. I'm saying. Okay, Psycho. <laughs> Maybe because all the people in lab coats are freaking nuts. Maybe that's one of the problems right now. Yeah, because he doesn't want to give you control over his life because he's not stupid and he knows right. he'll die and ruin it. Because you're on CNN supposedly in the capacity of a doctor and you're going on there like a hack pundit. You're showing that you're willing to do whatever it takes to use your credentials to give whatever messaging and whatever punditry mm-hmm. will pay the bills and make you a bigger name. Right. I That's mean, it. I, I don't know what kind of medical analysis that is. It seems like it's more an analysis of Tucker Carlson's psychology, which it, it's really not, I think, uh, what he's paid to opine on. But this is like the same thing. This is what they did with Trump. They wanted to bring in all these like medical experts to tell us that Trump was crazy or a narcissist or, you know, that he was losing it neurologically because he had trouble drinking a glass of water or he went down a ramp too slowly or whatever. They're totally willing to analyze everybody else. But, you know, you know, we can't ask any questions about why Joe Biden can't walk up a set of stairs into an airplane in a normal way. We have to do that. They can't analyze I've got to get that. into that car very shortly, Alice. So should mm-hmm. we try to jam in the fat story or no? I think we should try and jam in the fat story quickly because okay. this is important for your civil rights, honey. Right. My time is coming. Finally, mm-hmm. the great um, reckoning, the great fat reckoning is happening in 2021. This is the summer of Tom, the summer mm-hmm. of the fats. And um, and I'm looking forward to finally, finally being given the representation and um, um, what's that called? What's that? Compensation certainly. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some, some kind of package. Oh yes, yes, for us, the fats, because we've been trodden on for way too long. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is from the L.A. Times, published May eighth. Crystal Bougon cried after the needle went into her arm. Not because her first dose of the Moderna vaccine hurt, but because finally, being fat actually paid off. Her medical record at Kaiser shows she is morbidly obese. As an activist, she prefers the word fat. Her experience with medical providers has been one incident of size stigma after another. She said like the time she went in with a scratched cornea and was told to lose weight. She fears being hospitalized with COVID and unable to advocate for herself. For that reason, I decided, you know what? I'm not going to feel guilty about it. I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I've been in fear this whole flipping time, staying home, avoiding everybody. I couldn't do my job. I'm an electrologist. I couldn't come to work. I couldn't make money. Um, they remove hair. Eh, it sounds like some uh, something to deal with uh, electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not every day that we get something for free because we're fat, she said. Yes, it's After about time. a YouTube channel called Fat Product Review. Oh, God. For more than a year, the COVID-19 pandemic has accentuated yawning inequities in American life, disparities in race, ethnicity, poverty, and privilege. In fatness. Black and Latino communities have been amongst the hardest hit, with death rates alarmingly higher. Among- Can I be fat FXT? Than amongst white people. The virus- and the has- X stands for triple X, the size mm-hmm. of my shirts. Uh, the, but the virus has underscored yet another serious inequity. 
studies link higher body mass index with increased risk for severe COVID-19, including higher rates of hospitalization. Other research shows that weight bias can keep larger bodied people from seeking and receiving appropriate care. Correct. At the same time, the pandemic has highlighted a clash between the medical establishment and the fat acceptance movement between those who use clinical terms such as obesity and overweight and those who proudly describe themselves as large bodied people of size, fat and even super fat. Nice. Uh, So weight stigma by healthcare providers has been documented for decades. A 1982 survey of doctors found that the only people held in lower esteem than those with high BMI were people with drug addiction, alcoholism, and mental illness. Not much has improved. Thank God I don't have those. A 2020 article noted that weight bias is still widespread among healthcare providers. So this takes me back to the year of our Lord 2001, Alice, when the movie Shallow Hal came out. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that this was going to bubble up because the bridge is being made by the cultural elite to the facts. And it, the building block started back then, and now I think this virus never let uh, you know an emergency go without being taken advantage of whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. This virus has given my people the impetus, the force they need uh, now to be pushed front and center. And this is happening. But I want you to hear, Alice, right? how this sounded in the year 2001 when Gwyneth Paltrow came onto the world when she had to dress in a fat suit and told us that she understood now... What it was like for the facts. Now, how were you able to kind of wrap your head around the idea of becoming this character who is like 300 pounds? I think trying on the suit and uh, going, walking around in New York with it on and sort of feeling how isolated and isolating it was and, um, and just kind of, you know, getting a sense of, of what it, what it feels like to be on the outside and and sort of dismissed. I mean, it was very painful. Yes, and she did a hundred thousand of these interviews. It was very bizarre because nobody knew it was me, obviously, underneath. And you know, I'm I'm a person who's used to being stared at everywhere I go and sort of made to feel <laughs> like an outsider in that way. And then this way, I made made to feel like an outsider because nobody would acknowledge me at all. You know, nobody would even make eye contact with me. So it was uh, it was quite painful. See, celebrities aren't emotionally starved whatsoever, I don't think. You get into the mindset of somebody that is. Carson Daly. Well, and I mean that seriously, yeah. because they're drastically different. Yeah. Um, actually asked questions to heavier friends of mine and sort of and, and tried to get a sense of what they... Hey, Sheila. Hi. I'm about to play somebody who's 380 pounds and extremely obese, so I thought I'd call you and try to get some motivational points. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Gwen. I was feeling good about myself. I felt like, and... Um, and I also, you know, when I tried on the suit for the first time, I walked through uh, a hotel lobby and I really got a sense of what as it's research? like. As research? Yeah, as research. So you, you're used to... Yeah, good, good, uh, you know, thinking, Carson, that you, that you caught mm-hmm. that as research. <laughs> no, because she's just a lobby file. Walking anywhere and probably heads turn, you walk in with that, what happened? Just... Nothing. Nobody would look in my direction. It was terrible. It was awful. There wasn't the one shallow howl in the uh, hotel there wasn't one looking to the inner beauty. No, not one. World, not what's one. wrong with you? I know. Here we go. We've got to eradicate this prejudice against heavy people. Yes, I think we do. Damn right. The summer it's, of it's the fats happens, Alice. The summer of the fats is on. For um, more of Tom's new civil rights activism, you can check us out on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. He is at Tom Shattuck. I'm at Alice Shattuck. We're also at BurnBarrelPodcast.com and at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. 
We are on Gab and Parlor at Burn Barrel Podcast, or you can send us an email. Oh, we didn't do Dave's email. We have to talk about Dave's email tomorrow. Um, Dave sent us a great email. That's burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can check us out on YouTube and comment on there. We're Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube. We will talk to you soon, everybody. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.